0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Today, we're going to talk about probably everyone's all-time favorite thing. Are you ready? It is distractions, right? Nobody ever gets distraction, I'm sure that's definitely not you, right? None of that mental clutter. You don't feel like you're doing mental aerobics every day. You have tons of energy and you're just thinking so clearly, especially right now, right? Right, I knew it. Okay, so this message might not be relevant to you, but it might be relevant to somebody that you know. And I really just want to get into it. So what is distraction? It's actually not that you can't focus. I know that sounds super strange, right? But it's actually not that. It's not that you can't focus. It's a mismanagement of your focus. So what does that mean? Yes, you can exercise discipline and self-control. You can actually... Start to think about what you're thinking about and get control over your focus. You've really, if you are distracted, you've really just been focusing on the wrong things. Think about it. It doesn't take much. We could be exposed to a news article. We could hear something in the radio when we are driving. We could get a phone call. We could get news at work. We could, you know, be at the grocery store and encounter somebody else that shares a story with us. And we're distracted because we focus on the wrong things. And a lot of times we're focusing on so many different things and that's really robbing us of our tomorrow. Okay, so I wanna talk about that too. Today, right now, is where our power is. This is where we have the power to change everything. So we need to focus today which will prepare us for tomorrow. And we need to show up today, not put things off, because we're not promised tomorrow. I know that that sounds counterintuitive in some ways, but you can't prepare for the future by not doing anything today. And you can't just procrastinate today because (laughs) you're preparing for your future today. It sounds, like I said, counterintuitive, but, If you just learn to show up one day at a time and take things one moment at a time, you are preparing for your future and you've got to get it done today because you're not promised tomorrow. So you can't do your work at any other time. You've got to do it now. If you want to, you know, change your diet, if you want to complete a workout routine from start to finish, if you wanna organize your schedule, if you want to write that blog, if you want to start that business, if you want to launch that practice, whatever it is for you, you need to engage your focus on where you're going, right? And not all these other things. So I wanted to give you some word to back this up because this is a spirit-filled real talk. So yes, there's spirit, but we gotta get real about it. So I was doing some studying And i remember when i first came to know the lord i didn't know that you know i could have a relationship with god i didn't know a lot (laughs) i was definitely open for for new information and there was a hunger for that like there had never been before and i think that was a formula to actually be in a really good position to receive okay but i remember when i first came to know the lord I didn't even know where to start, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll go to a Christian bookstore, right? Because that's what you do. You go to a Christian bookstore, you find a devotional, I should probably buy a Bible, I should probably start reading it. Maybe it would help to take notes and reflect on what I'm reading and really just, you know, think about how does this apply to my life, okay? I was very, very new and just naive, if you want to say that, but just unaware, right? Like I didn't know how these tools worked. And so I never explored them. I never put time in. Okay, so what in in simple terms, what was I doing? One, I was keeping it simple, which I think is a word for somebody. So I didn't overcomplicate things. I just knew, well, I don't know God. I don't know the author of my life, the creator of my life, right? I don't know the author of love. There's a lot that I don't know. So what I need to do is set myself up so I can get prepared to know and to start learning. And so I just decided this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go buy the tools that I need and I'm gonna sit down and I'm going to invest time. I'm gonna make some sort of sacrifice. And so I wanna talk about that. What that actually is, is intimacy with Jesus, right? Into me see, think about that. Into me see, I was going to look into the word I was going to get to know who God is for myself. Nobody ultimately can do that for me. I can listen to a ton of great messages. I can look at a Pinterest post. I can hear a little clip of a podcast, but I needed to put that work in for myself in order to have a divine encounter for myself and get to know God for myself. So here's the thing. Not everyone, what I'm learning is, and I've experienced it in my own life, and it's obviously been true for many years, that not everyone is willing to obey God and pay the price required to be close to him. Intimacy with God, in other words, intimacy with God requires an investment of time and not everyone is willing to invest the same amount of it. How true is that? And here's the thing, God doesn't seek all of our time, but he does ask to be kept first place at all times. And that's from 1 John five twenty one. And some people think that the only way to be close to God is to do nothing but spiritual things. Like you've gotta be uber spiritual, maybe even religious, right? But God designed us with a body, a soul, and a spirit. And he expects us to take care of each area of our being. So here's the thing, if we keep God first, right? Seek the kingdom first. If we do that, if we abide in the Lord, right? Then everything we do can be spiritual, right? Even something like cooking or driving in your car or picking up your kids from school, whatever it is, everything, if you're doing it unto the Lord is for his glory, okay? But really what what I'm highlighting here is that the main issue of intimacy with God and not being able to see God, not being able to hear his voice, none of that, <laughs> is how we prioritize our time. So I just want to highlight that for you and, and really just encourage you that we're not going to experience instant gratification when we seek God. So if there's any expectation of that, this is not a quick fix thing. This is a relationship. It's an ongoing journey, development, adventure, whatever great words come to mind for you, but it's not instant gratification. We must sow before we reap. If there's anything the word teaches us, it's that, right? We must invest before we get a return. In other words, we must lose before we gain. We must give up time before we can experience intimacy with God. And I know that, I so know that to be true for me, and you probably know that to be true for yourself, As well but if you don't you can really count on the story here that I'm gonna share and a little preface to this so I remember after serving in a recovery ministry for several years I was hungry for something different recovery worked for me when I did a Christ-centered recovery program to really overcome some relational hurts in my life and and really trust God with my heart and my soul and just lean in with my future, which was really scary at the time. <laughs> but after that, recovery worked for me. I, I was trusting, I was believing, I was on a very new path, I was showing up in an entirely new way. But there came a point too, where there was an, now a lot of freed up energy because recovery worked for me. All the energy that I spent trying to figure things out, trying to understand, trying to control, trying to just, right, lean on my own understanding, I had a ton of freed up energy because I wasn't doing that like I had so practiced before so with that what do I do with all this wonderful new energy do I keep staying in recovery and keep rehearsing that my answer was no I knew there was more but I didn't know when and how that would be presented and I was in that uncomfortable place for close to two years and so around my birthday I remember looking up something to do. I'm one of those humans that loves having a learning experience connected to a vacation. So take me to a really awesome place, connect me to new information with a bunch of new humans, and we're going to rock this thing out. (laughs) So I was looking for a way to gift that to myself or create that experiential education for me. It's one of the quickest ways that I learn, that I grow, that I develop, that I can apply information. And it really takes me out of my comfort zone That's usually always terrifying for me. (laughs) Um, For the record, it's not something that is easy to do by any means. So if you you think that, you know, oh you're just wired that way, Mm, no. I, I make it a habit to intentionally put myself in uncomfortable situations that just make me show up and they make me be present and they make me available to new information. So with that, wanted to share what happened. So I'm looking online for an event that I can go to that Starts on the same days that I requested time off from work. And one conference came up. Just one. (laughs) And it was a prophetic leadership conference in Florida. And at the time, I was like, I don't really even know what that means. I have no idea what that means. But it sounds like it's it. That sounds like what I'm supposed to be doing. So at any rate, I'm sharing this story because it led to a lot of other really neat Unfoldings. So I sign up, I register for this conference, that was the year that some really bad storms hit Florida. So they had to reschedule it or postpone it, but for a long time, it didn't seem like they were going to, which was a bummer. And so I waited several months only to find out that it went from September to January. So that period of time, I was like, but I know, like, I know that I was supposed to go to that. I don't even know what it's about, but I know that I was supposed to go there. And I didn't know if it was going to be rescheduled, found out it was, was able to move my vacation time, meaning I sacrificed that time so that I could still go to this into a new year, which is a big deal. Um, And I went at the start of the new year and... It was insanity. It was absolutely where I needed to be. It was what I was hungry for, it was what I was waiting on. And I didn't understand the timing of it, but from what I've read, from what I knew that God has perfect timing. So I go to this conference, it's everything that I need to receive and hear, and I'm gonna share a word that I got from that conference. And I came back and probably within two to three months, I was searching for a local community that was similar to what I just experienced. And sure enough, there was a church plant that moved to Austin that I was then able to be a part of that spoke the same language and I was able to help be a part of the pre-launch community and just went right into that, which is the timing piece. So I only share that because it was postponed because something else, God was preparing something else. And if I would have rushed into finding a new church or rushed into finding a solution that I thought was what I should be focusing on or not even rescheduled that conference, I would have missed everything else that God lined up for me. So waiting on God, keeping intimacy with God, being able to hear and be attentive to God's voice and apply that to your life is huge. Okay, so back to the word. At this conference, the very end piece was there was a prophetic team that gave you prophetic words. And this was I believe it was the first time that I ever experienced that, which is wild now. Um, But the word that I got, I remember being torn, somewhat disappointed, just not knowing what to do with that yet. I hadn't done a whole lot of time processing words yet and really leaning into as a how to steward them. I needed more education, which I would later get. But at any rate, I got this word and pieces that I remember were this woman described me like a horse at a starting gate. Like, I'm so excited, I'm so eager to get into the next thing, but the gate won't open, right? (laughs) Like you're ready, and you're super excited, and you wanna do all the things, but this season is really gonna be about embracing Mary and Martha. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And this woman's like, sometimes you wanna be Mary, sometimes you wanna be Martha. A lot of the times you just wanna be Martha, but, embracing Mary is going to be where it's at, right? I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? Like, I was just ready in that season to get like a word. It was totally the wrong approach, right? And I didn't fully know what that meant. So I, it took a long time to see that word play out. But it was definitely around the tune of three years of learning how to embrace Mary and Martha. And what I am going to share that story so that you can understand the context and how it connects to the message for today is that I was learning in short how to shift out of a performance mindset or achieving mindset or a doing great things mindset and really learning to shift from the have to to a want to heart. Okay, that is huge. And to shift from that performance, like I said, to just being lost in God's presence and trust that that is just as valuable, if not more so. In fact, that's where you should start, right? So I was learning how to keep the same hunger, the same passion, the same determination, the same heart for God that I had when I first Fell in love with God when I first devoted all my time and attention to God. That season, taking that same devotion into every season. Was I doing that? No. Right? Did I think that I could get by without it? Yeah. But because I was distracted. Because I was distracted. And distraction doesn't always look bad. Right? You can be doing a lot of great things, but you could still be distracted because your priorities aren't straight. Okay. So back to this story. Ready? Here it is. So it's actually going to come from Luke 10, 38 through 42. And I'm just going to give you a story so you can just listen to this part. All right. So now while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered a certain village and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted, was distracted with much serving. Again, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Serving. Serving sounds like we should always be doing it. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Right? Let's call out a sister. Come on. Tell her then to help me, to lend a hand, and to do her part along with me. Come on, Jesus. Seriously, call her out, right? But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha. (laughs) Don't we hate it when somebody says our name twice like that? Woo! Martha, Martha. We need to say that to our alter ego, okay? Martha, Martha, are you anxious and troubled? You are anxious and troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Check that out. That's the message for today. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion. Woo! Well then, right? Which shall, be, which shall not be taken from her. Okay, so did you catch that message? A prayer, for the record, would be, Jesus, help me to be like Mary and choose to put anxieties aside and spend time with you. In Jesus' name, amen, right? <laughs> but do we do that? No, right? We, we often don't take time to enjoy Jesus or we do it because it's something that we need to just check off our list. So my question, my invitation to really present you with today is, are you too busy? it seems like today almost everybody is even when we have more time at home we still find more things to do suddenly we want to do renovation suddenly we want to do all the things that we didn't do when we were away from the home quite often you know people reply that they're busy when we ask them how they're doing they're like oh I'm just really busy right but like are you happy are you spending time with Jesus are you delighting in your life are you having and enjoying it or just being busy Right. When we're too busy to take time to enjoy Jesus, Jesus really can't get through to us. Okay, so we might really think that we have everything right, but we might not have the right motives. Okay, so we want to run our own lives still. (laughs) We still want to be in the driver's seat. We still want to make everything happen and perform and do all the right things. But our motives are off. Right. So Mary sees the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus in this story, okay? She knew the work would always be there. How true is that? Our work is always going to be there for us, right? Work of some kind. But Jesus wouldn't always be there, right? And what that looks like, too, is when you have that inspiration, when you have that desire, when you have that hunger, and even when you don't, seek God. Because in the moments where you need God most, it's becoming—it's really coming from your consistency, From developing that relationship. So we need to spend regular quality time with God. Don't make the mistake of trying to work him into your schedule, but make a decision to put him first and work the rest of your schedule around your time with him. That is a word. (laughs) Not spending time with God is the biggest mistake we can make in our spiritual lives. And I know that I know that I know that to be true. Isaiah 40, 31 is another verse that tells us that those who wait upon the Lord shall change and renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Spending time studying God's word, it seems like it's not worth our time because we haven't made it a priority, right? But spending time studying God's word, praying and fellowshipping with him changes us. That's where transformation happens. It's not from your own doing. OK, it changes us so, so big. OK, what else does it do? We really we are reminded that we really can't get along well at all unless we do this one thing that Jesus told Martha, which was so very important. He told her there was need of only one thing and Mary had chosen the good portion. OK, so when you think about this this way, not everybody when, you know, they face their mortality is gonna say, oh, I wish I spent more time working at the office, right? (laughs) Most people wish they spent more time on relationships. So here is the, the lesson, the blessing. If we make right decisions now, we will not live in the agony of regret later on in life. We can learn to recognize the times when God is calling us to come and spend time with him. When Jesus knocks on the door of your heart, do not answer with, I'm busy, come back another time. Welcome him and enjoy his presence. So that's really the main message that I have for you. A lot of times we're distracted because we're not keeping the main thing. The main thing. So I'm going to develop this a little bit more, but that is the, the reference and what I'm really pulling this teaching from on today. Okay. So often we are, let me say it this way, whenever God is about to next level us, so to speak, he usually shows us the next level. He puts it in front of us in some kind of way. So it's it's in sight so that we can prepare for it, okay? And if we're not careful, we're distracted that other people are further along than we are, right? We get into judgment, we get into comparison, okay? But if we notice that it's preparation and we start really spending time with Jesus, then we won't get distracted doing other things, okay? Because activity... <laughs> Activity being super active is not always productivity, okay? And when we really allow ourselves to be distracted, so one minute we're worrying about our finances, the next minute we're worrying about this virus in the world, the next minute we're we're wondering if, you know, we need to do more in the racial crisis that we're facing in the world. The next minute we're wondering how how we're going to launch our business the next minute, right? And we haven't even spent time with God at all. And so what that's doing is it's taking our hunger for God and basically our appetite that we had, in like my story, that appetite that I had in the very beginning of getting to know God, it's taking that appetite elsewhere. And that's becoming a habit because we're being dragged and pulled in different directions. We're being dragged and pulled in different directions. So do you remember who you're called to be? If you stay close to God, you'll be able to hear what he has to say, okay? But what we often do, picture being in a class and there's a teacher instructing, yet you have headphones on and you're listening to your favorite jams, whatever they are, okay? This teacher presents a whole lesson and then she asks you to take off your headphones and asks you, what did I just talk about? And you have no idea because you are listening to something else. That is exactly what it's like when your appetite is in different places or in different things. You can't hear God. God could constantly be pursuing you. God could constantly be highlighting things to you. Whether, hey, here's all these red flags. Don't move forward in this relationship. Hey, you really just need to come spend time with me and I will take that anxiety away. Hey, right? Hey, I really just need you to focus on this one thing so that you're not carrying things that were never meant for you and that you're not in the habit and practice of filling all these gaps that will just really deplete you. That's not my plan for you, right? But we get so busy listening to our own agenda and the things that we have prioritized that our appetite changed. and We're not even hungry for God anymore until we desperately need him. And that's a problem. That's a problem. So here's what you can do if you notice that maybe you've been doing that. Do a focus inventory. Do a focus inventory, okay? So picture, you can just glance at a clock, right? And picture what you're doing literally from the time you wake up until your bed hits the pillow. You don't have to be spot on with the time of the day exactly, but what things are you doing from the minute you rise to the minute your bed hits the pillow? What are you doing? How are you spending your time? What are you spending your time doing? What are the things that you're thinking about? Who are you spending your time with what do you get frustrated about what do you have a lot of joy doing what do you need to do more of what do you need to do less of that will be very enlightening for you so put all of those things down then <laughs> put an arrow highlight all that and put an arrow to the right of it and put focus on the one thing how could Focusing on the one thing shift everything that you just listed. Probably radically shift it all. And probably let you know that a lot of that isn't even what you're supposed to be focusing on in the first place. And none of that is helping you build your future now. Do you see that? When you are mentally cluttered, when you're practicing this mental aerobics all the time, you're training your body, honestly, to live in stress and anxiety and overwhelm which is tearing your body down, quite literally, okay? But when you focus on the one thing, you set priorities that matter, and you can show up fully today, which helps you prepare for tomorrow. You can't prepare for tomorrow when you're distracted in so many other things, okay? So the key lessons are Martha was a worrier. She was a warrior. (laughs) I spent many of my years being a warrior, so I can very much relate to Martha. But there was only one thing she needed to do. She was confusing her doing a lot for Jesus with spending time with Jesus. Huge difference. And Mary had that figured out. Okay, so here are things just for you to be aware of so that you can do this focus inventory even daily. Number one, we often get distracted by voices, voices, what our parents are telling us, what our friends are telling us, what our boss is telling us, what we're telling ourselves, what we heard on that episode of a podcast, right? Like we are hearing voices and what happens with voices is voices give birth to thoughts because somebody had this opinion about me. Now I'm going to think something bad about myself. I'm going to feel bad about myself and I'm going to react in some kind of way. Right. Versus if I'm listening to the voice, (laughs) right, the only voice that matters, I'm going to remember who I am. I'm not going to be distracted by that. It's not going to get under my skin and I'm still going to be able to focus and manage my focus. Okay, so let's talk about this because voices give birth to thoughts. What really is essential here is God needs to be able to get your attention. And that's how you gain wisdom you keep giving god your attention because wisdom is the ability to apply understanding to something okay so a lot of times like solomon we want to claim god's wisdom but wisdom really isn't helpful for you unless you apply understanding to it you've got to apply what you understand and then you'll see the fruit okay so going through life with headphones on (laughs) being on a totally different schedule really means that God's vibes don't matter to you. It doesn't matter what God's saying. It doesn't matter what God's thinking. You don't need good orderly direction in your life. You've got it. And God loves you so much that he'll let you do that so that you'll come running back, okay? The next one, number two, storms. We also get distracted by storms. And here's what storms do. Storms, either we create them, we... Silence them (laughs) or they water us. So let me explain. There's three types, right? So storms, either we create them and we create them with our rebellion or what I call wisdom deficiency. Okay. So we create them because we're not applying, right? Wisdom in our lives. Okay. How many of you have done that before? (laughs) Silence. Right? We silence storms because we haven't stopped to say enough is enough. Enough is enough of tolerating that. Enough is enough of keeping my mouth shut. Enough is enough of enabling this behavior. We haven't gotten to that enough is enough point. So storms keep thundering because we haven't silenced them. We haven't put a stop to them. And then the last one is that they water us, right? The only benefit (laughs) of being watered by a storm is if you're planted, you really can't reap the fruit of a storm unless you're planted in God. That's why he says, abide in me, right? It's so good. And and the lesson here is, have you ever stuck with something? Distraction can go away when you focus, okay? When you discipline your focus, when you discipline your disappointments, when you discipline (laughs) your feelings, when you just straight up get in the presence of God and let him water you through whatever you're walking through, right, then you'll be able to stick with things, right? So here's the thing, what have you stuck with for at least 90 days? 90 days, what have you stuck with? Because if you haven't stuck with something for 90 days, that's a really, really great indicator that you're probably not even sticking with God. Huge, huge, you've got to be able to stick with your priorities and the things that matter. If you're only filled with sunshine, you'll be a desert, okay? So going through hard stuff is part of the journey, and doing it in community is how you're watered. So make sure that you're not being distracted by the storms, okay? So the first one is voices. We get distracted by voices. We get distracted by storms, and these kind of take our focus, right? And our attention away from God. Number three, we get distracted by the dirty side of things. Okay. (laughs) This one's interesting. So let me break it down. We get distracted when we have a Judas show up in our life, but Judas was instrumental in the story of Jesus. And so many things wouldn't have happened if Judas didn't show up. Okay. But what does Judas do? Judas teaches us to be like Jesus, quite honestly, right, it's really letting you know that something in you has to die. Something in you has to die or get to the cross, right? Judas was instrumental in Jesus getting to the cross, right? So whether that is abandonment, betrayal, dysfunctional issues that you have, whether that is habits that got to go, that got to die, whether it's relationships, something has to die, Okay, but we get distracted by that. We're like, why? Or I don't understand, right? We get into this phase of what, why, why is this happening to me? Why me, right? When really that part of you needs to die so that you can show up in your future. Okay, and the last one is, remember this, Martha was distracted, but Mary was devoted. So we get distracted by serving, by performing, by doing all the great things, by approval of man, right? When really what we need is devotion, okay? We need to let our heart shift from I have to do this, I should do this, to I want to do this, to being hungry and thirsty for the only thing that can fill us and letting our lives be shifted radically because of that time, that investment that we have, in keeping the main thing, the main thing. Okay. So I'm proposing to you on today that mental clutter, mental aerobics is not something to be worried about. It's not something to be caught up in either. And it's something that you absolutely can take control over and you must in order to thrive in your spiritual life and to allow things to shift into right position in your life. So take a lesson from Luke 10, 38 through 42 and really check out, has your appetite been shifting to other things? What are you hungry for? What have you been focusing on? Take that focus inventory seriously. If you have to re-listen to this again, take that focus inventory seriously, okay? And then remember the things that we get distracted by so that you can catch it before you get too deep into it, okay? So whether that is voices, storms, being distracted by the dirty side of things, right? Or just being distracted even by good things. Check out what your tendencies are so that you can discipline yourself so that you don't give into that temptation in the future. All right, so such a good message. Oh my goodness, we could all use that now and again, right? If you are interested in having some support in these areas of your life, having an accountability partner, breaking through and really getting to that next level in your life, visit julianapage.com. I have a list of my consulting services over there. There's a couple of great books. There's a few of great books, actually. There's a self-mastery course and a lot of other tools that can really help you. So share this message with a friend if you haven't checked out Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure that you subscribe and give it a rating. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.